Okay, uh, good evening. Welcome to the Monday, April 6, 2020 meeting of the Astoria City Council. We're having a, uh, a mostly virtual meeting tonight. And the first thing I'm going to do is check in and make sure our four city councilors are all online. So uh, let me just ask if you can hear uh, Councilor uh, Brownson. You just have to unmute yourself. I can see your lips moving. Can you hear Can you hear I can't hear him. I mean, I can see him. I can see him talking. Well, it says that I cannot unmute myself. Oh, got it. I can hear you. by the host. Yeah. Yeah, I've got it. I can hear you. Okay. Thank you. And Councilor Herman. Here. Great, thank you. Uh, Councilor West. Here. And uh, Councilor Rocca. Again. Okay. He's muted. Here. Here you go. Here. Can you, can you just say something again, Roger? Yeah, I... Okay, great. Okay, so um, we have four counselors on Zoom, and then I'm here in the room along with uh, City Manager Estes and Planner uh, Barbara Fire and, uh, and also uh, our IT specialist, uh, Chris Womack. So a little bit different uh, view than we're used to having at City Council meetings. And our technical situation seems to be in order. Are we ready to proceed, Mr. Estes? We are. Okay, very good. We're ready to go. Um, I'll start off with uh, a recognition. Over the weekend, um, the Pacific Northwest lost a very great friend, and Astoria lost a very uh, great friend. And so I'm going to read a proclamation uh, to honor uh, Arlene Schnitzer. Whereas Arlene Schnitzer was born on January the 10th, 1929, in the state of Oregon, and whereas in 1949, Arlene met and married Harold Schnitzer and had one son, Jordan, in 1951, and whereas Arlene has been described as an American arts patron and philanthropist in Portland and the Pacific Northwest, her passion for the arts extended to Astoria, Oregon, and whereas Arlene was the largest donor to the restoration of the Astoria Column and Astor Park, and whereas Arlene was a major contributor to the Astoria Aquatic Center, and whereas Arlene donated to the Astoria Riverfront Trolley Association for the purchase of the old 300, and whereas Arlene provided the largest and the closing gift to the Garden of Surgeon Ways, and whereas Arlene donated to the restoration of the Doughboy Monument in Uniontown, and created a Astoria High School scholarship for Uniontown students, and whereas Arlene passed away in Portland, Oregon on April 5, 2020, therefore I, Bruce Jones, Mayor of the City of Astoria, ask all Astorians to remember Arlene Schnitzer for her generosity and to offer comfort to her family during this time and hereby honor the great kindness shown by Arlene Schnitzer. In witness whereof, I have herewith set my hand and caused the seal of the city of Astoria to be affixed this sixth day of April, 2020. Signed, Bruce Jones, Mayor, City of Astoria. And just uh, to show, here's our proclamation, which we will send uh, to Mr. George Schnitzer in honor of his, uh, his mother. Uh, 
have two other proclamations to read tonight. And the first is in recognition of uh, Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Proclamation. Whereas sexual assault affects Oregonians every day, whether as a victim or survivor or as a family member, a friend, partner, neighbor, employer, a co-worker of a survivor, and whereas Oregonians of all gender identities experience sexual violence, including an estimated one in four adult women who has been a victim of rape, and nearly one in five men who has experienced sexual violence in their lifetime, and whereas certain populations in Oregon experience much higher rates of sexual violence due to systemic oppression, and whereas compassionate, courageous, and dedicated individuals, local organizations, and other partners have provided services and support for victims and survivors and worked to prevent sexual violence for decades. And whereas sexual violence is preventable and all communities are strengthened by encouraging healthy, nonviolent interactions, relationships, and social norms, and whereas every individual in the community in Oregon has a role to play to help eliminate sexual violence by working together to promote social change. Therefore, I, Bruce Jones, Mayor of the City of Astoria, do hereby proclaim April 2020 as Sexual Assault Awareness Month. In witness whereof, I have herewith set my hand and caused the seal of the City of Astoria to be affixed the sixth day of April 2020. And finally, uh, April is also Child Abuse Prevention Month. Proclamation, whereas every child is precious and deserves to grow up in a healthy, safe, nurturing environment free from the dangers and harmful effects of child abuse and neglect, and whereas child abuse and neglect impacts our entire society and can cause traumatic psychological, emotional, and physical harm, resulting in long-term economic and societal costs, and whereas child-focused prevention and intervention programs offer positive alternatives and outcomes for children and encourage families to develop strong verbal ties to their communities. And whereas child abuse prevention succeeds through partnerships among parents, child welfare agencies, mental and physical health care providers, schools, law enforcement agencies, faith-based organizations, businesses and community members by fostering loving, supportive, and violence-free homes, and whereas all citizens need to be more aware of the effects of child abuse, neglect, and prevention in order to encourage healthy parenting and healthy communities, therefore I, Bruce Jones, Mayor of the City of Astoria, do hereby proclaim April 2020 as Child Abuse Prevention Month, in witness whereof I herewith set my hand and cause the seal of the City of Astoria to be affixed the 6th of April, 2020. Reports of counselors. Councilor Rocca. Bruce, uh, I have nothing to report. Thank you. Councilor West. I also have nothing to report except that I was able to, I've been trying to attend as many meetings as possible um, to stay up to date on um, a lot of different topics right now. I was able to attend. Um, the entire series that Cedar put on over this last week for the small, the small business roundtable discussion, um, and it's. I know things are changing every day, but it was really helpful to be able to to go to those meetings, and I um, just appreciate again everybody 
working through this and trying to help one another and stay healthy. So um, I believe that those were recorded. So if people missed them, I encourage folks to go view again. You can find out more information on Cedars page, but they're an excellent resource for the small businesses right now. Thank you. Uh, Councilor Brownson. Thank you, Mayor Jones. Uh, I don't have much to report either. Uh, I just want to make a note of appreciation to our really hardworking 9-11 uh, dispatchers. Um, right now they're uh, working shorthanded and putting in a lot of hours. And this is really a critical time uh, for them to be there for us, for our community. Um, I just want to thank them for their hard work and the time that they're taking. They're, you know, this takes away time from the family and in uh, these difficult times. So again, a real note of appreciation. Um, and uh, one other note, again, having to do with uh, the COVID-19, you know, we've been pretty fortunate here, at least statistically uh, with infections. Today we had our fifth uh, noted infection. And I just want to say, just because, I mean, if you look at the map of the United States, we are one of the few places, you know, we're surrounded by uh, infection rates that are much greater than ours. And this is really a critical time uh, to uh, stay, do, do all the things that you've been recommended or instructed to do, washing your hands, keeping your distance, staying home. We have a chance to keep this county uh, infection rate low and, and bias time and by our, uh, you know, hospitals and, and medical uh, personnel time to be able to manage this. So uh, thank you, Mayor. No, thank you, Councilor Brownson. You know, echo your uh, thanks to our uh, dispatchers. Uh, they are short-staffed and uh, I know our leadership there has uh, been very innovative in attempting to uh, come up with an effective but shortened means of training and getting new people up on, on the uh, on the job. And Councillor uh, Herman. Yes, thank you, Mayor. I have nothing to report as like the rest of us, I suspect. I've been hunkered down for now, almost three weeks. But I just want to encourage everyone who has the means to do so to please support our business community. Um, specifically, many restaurants are offering takeout and a number of retail businesses that may have the doors locked, actually will come out and sell you merchandise if you crawl ahead, or perhaps check their Facebook business pages. So we need to do whatever we can to support our wonderful business community. That's that, it for me. That's a great reminder. Uh, thank you, Councilor Herman, for that. So I have several things. Um, uh, the first thing, uh, at the request of the applicant, in the Pacific Seafood Workers Housing hearing. I am postponing that appeal hearing to the uh, uh, regular meeting scheduled in May, uh, Monday, May the 18th. And uh, that gives uh, uh, staff and uh, us a chance to, uh, uh, hopefully we'll see if we can get, we'll have our, our technical abilities dialed in even a little better by then for having a public hearing with lots of public comment. So that hearing will be on uh, Monday, May the 18th. I also uh, have some additional very sad news to report. Uh, from just today, we learned a very a beloved 
very generous member of our community, a former attorney for the city of Astoria, uh, Janice Snow, uh, passed away uh, this morning after a brief uh, unexpected hospitalization, not, not related to COVID-19. Uh, Janice was a very generous uh, philanthropist uh, and wonderful giving member of our community who, uh, through her work with Oregon Community Foundation and many other boards, um, gave very generously of her time and, and her, her resources to the community, and she will be uh, greatly missed. I'm pleased to report that the sale of the Mill Pond property is complete. That went through closing. Uh, the proceeds to the city were $36,569. And of course, even more importantly, the elimination of the annual ongoing expense of homeowners association fees. Uh, the statutory requirements for annual budget submission uh, which normally we need to have that done. We do need to have that done by June 30th, as well as uh, statutory requirements for land use decisions are becoming very problematic to meet due to all of the uh, changes with COVID-19 closures. And that is a universally held belief throughout the state. And so the mayors throughout Oregon are advocating along with the League of Oregon Cities for the governor to grant relief to those deadlines. And that would that could be done through an executive order and uh, we're waiting to see whether she's able, if she will respond to those needs. Another topic that's on the community's mind is the time it takes to process unemployment claims. Of course, the uh, number of claims being forced through a pipeline that was designed for about 1 20th that number of claims has been a challenge. Uh, the state has worked uh, to expand the pipeline to be able to process more claims. Our uh, state senator has been pushing, Senator Johnson has been pushing very hard to advocate for our people to get those through. I did have a conversation with a neighbor yesterday whose uh, three week old unemployment claim, she just got a check Saturday, so I'm hopeful that that is indicating that our community members are now getting their checks and, um, and, and then uh, along with the check came paperwork to submit direct deposit information. So hopefully in future, once people get their first checks by mail, they're able to receive their additional benefits uh, more seamlessly through direct deposit. And that would also provide the means by which the federal uh, unemployment benefit, which I believe is $600 a week for those receiving state unemployment, they'll be able to receive that way uh, as well. I don't know what the current estimate is on when those federal payments will be made, but hopefully within a few weeks. I do want to give a shout out to quite a few people and organizations tonight who are helping us through this crisis. Uh, shout out to Astoria School District for in a very short period of time putting together the materials and the processes for online or remote learning. Uh, so that education can begin again for our kids this week, which it is doing, even though the schools are closed. Another shout out to Astoria School District, along with our Parks and Rec Department and Classic County, for standing up uh, child care services for the uh, children of our medical professionals and first responders. Uh, a really nice job uh, turning that around uh, quickly, despite uh, some bureaucratic challenges at the state that we'll work through. 
Also, Clatsop Community College standing up uh, the spring semester uh, this week. Uh, if you if you had know anyone who is planning to attend spring semester and thinks they can't, be sure and let them know to go to the website to log on, register for classes, and that starts this week. So uh, kudos to them as well. There's many essential workers going to work every day to allow our society to function. Everything uh, from the city staff, and I'll, I'll, I'll call out, we mentioned dispatch earlier, public works department, that water mains break regardless of coronavirus, and uh, they're out there 24-7 fixing our infrastructure, fixing our roads. Uh, of course, our public safety professionals. Uh, in the private sector, the, um, the grocery workers uh, that, that are keeping the shelves stocked, uh, pharmacy workers, other essential businesses. I had to make a stop at uh, City Lumber over the weekend because we had a leak, a leaky uh, sink that I had to fix. And so I went in there and I thank those people for keeping those shelves uh, stopped. Uh, and, and finally, I want to express my thanks uh, to all the Astorians, all of you who are being so conscientious about your physical distancing, about washing those hands, about limiting your trips out of the house to essential business. Uh, I just can't thank you enough uh, for everything everyone in our community is doing to keep this virus from spreading. I know that uh, the fact that we have only five cases in Clatsop County is not just luck. It has to do very much with how hard people are working at being conscientious about their physical distancing. It really is working and it's uh, saving lives. Uh, the nature of this virus, because it's so highly transmittable, uh, because of its mortality rate, uh, because we don't yet have a vaccine and may not for another year and a half, uh, because there is still no therapeutic treatment that's been approved, uh, and of course we have a, a horrible shortage of adequate test kits to test everyone, uh, means that this crisis is not going to be resolved soon. We're going to have to keep doing our physical distancing for a long time. Uh, this is going to be a marathon, it's not a sprint. It'll be with us for quite a while. And so the dates that we're setting for emergency declarations, for example, or the governor's executive orders, these dates are just placeholders. The, uh, the health, uh, the public health crisis itself, the status of infections and the virus uh, transmission rate is what's going to determine what those dates really are. So the dates we set now are placeholder dates, and I would expect most of them to be pushed further to the right. Uh, we can expect, looking forward, that at some point, um, after infections stop rising and they show a steady decline for at least 14 days, that some restrictions would be lifted in concert with the recommendations of public health officials, uh, possibly lifted by region, uh, by type of activity, um, but until there's a vaccine, it will still be unsafe for those who are in vulnerable populations to uh, gather with other people. Uh, and those are those of us that are 60 or over or have pre-existing conditions. And additionally, I would expect over time, as restrictions are lifted, restrictions might be reinstated if the virus flares up in certain areas. That's what our public health professionals are telling us uh, Again, that could happen multiple times over the next year or even two years until there's a vaccine that's universally administered. So again, it's going to be a marathon. It's not a sprint. We're taking the long view. Internally, city staff, uh, under the direction of the city manager, Mr. Estes, and our finance director, Ms. Brooks, 
are beginning to look at our revenue projections um, in the long term as well, depending on how long the, uh, the closures last. There are a variety of scenarios of reduced revenue going into the next year or two years. And over time, we'll be developing options for dealing with those revenue shortfalls, for prioritizing activities, uh, programs, uh, and previously planned initiatives. Uh, the city will be operating within its budget, just like every other organization has to do. So in the meantime, I just want to thank all of you for your resilience, for your dedication, for your neighborliness. Um, it's evolving very quickly, and we'll continue trying to keep people updated on new developments through the city's website, astoria.or.us, and other uh, venues. So uh, thank you for your continued support of all our efforts, and uh, we're, we're going to get through this together. We hope it's sooner than later, but if it's later, then we're going to uh, just keep each other informed and stay healthy. Are there any changes to the agenda? No changes. Item uh, six is the consent calendar. Items on the consent calendar are considered routine and will be adopted by one motion unless a member of the city council will request to have an item considered separately. Members of the community may also ask to have an item considered separately uh, if they contact the city manager by 5 p.m. of the day of our meetings. Have any items been asked uh, to be removed by the public? There have been no citizen requests. Uh, councilors, any items you wish removed? Okay, in that case, uh, could we have a motion to approve the consent calendar? Uh, this is Roger. I move to approve the consent calendar and present. Okay, thank you, Councilor Rocket. And thank you for the second, Councilor Herman. And uh, roll call, uh, Ms. Fryer. Or you know what, I can, it's probably easier if I just do it. So okay. We can set up tonight. So, uh, actually, Mr. Messis, you should do it since I'm voting. Sure. So it would be uh, Councilor West. Aye. Councilor Herman. Aye. Councilor Rocca. Aye. Councilor Bronson, Brownson. Aye. And Mayor Jones. Aye. Okay, that's items uh, 6A through E are passed unanimously. And regular agenda items. Uh, regular agenda items are open for public comment following deliberation by the City Council. So since we have this uh, Zoom meeting arrangement, uh, we will ask if anyone watching remotely wishes to speak to an item, there's a feature on your screen called the raise hand. So if you can take a look and find the raise hand feature, that's how you would let uh, Mr. Estes know that you wish to comment as a member of the public, if you wish to comment on one of these regular agenda items. So item 7A is uh, consideration to extend the COVID-19 uh, emergency declaration. So at your March 16, 2020 City Council meeting, the Council adopted a resolution declaring a local emergency in the City of Astoria in response to the COVID-19 outbreak. The declaration was effective upon adoption for 30 days with the option of extension. Mayor Jones has asked this item to be brought back forward for consideration in advance of the deadline, uh, specifically uh, for, uh, first of all, to provide some clarity with regards to an associated issue dealing with hotels, and secondly, because 
um, the deadline did not fall on a regular city council meeting date. So additionally, at your March 22nd special session, the city council adopted a resolution imposing prohibitions to vacation and leisure lodging in the city. The resolution was effective upon adoption and for the same time frame as the emergency declaration. Uh, so one of the things that at least city staff has been receiving is some question from uh, lodging hosts and hoteliers um, asking um, would the time frame for the emergency declaration be extended because of um, needing to be able to plan and prepare for reservations moving into the future. So staff is suggesting that the emergency declaration of emergency be extended to May 18th, 2020. This date was coordinated with the mayor and it was suggested that that fall on a regular city council meeting date uh, so that if there needed to be further consideration, it could be done at that time. Uh, our city attorney, Mr. Hengensgaard, has stated that to extend the emergency, that can be done by motion and that a new resolution is not necessary. It's recommended that council consider extending the state of emergency in the city of Escoria. Uh, councilors, any comments? I would like to uh, just have a, uh, I don't know if there's anybody in a position to respond exactly, but I'm just concerning lodging prohibitions that uh, we put in place. I'm wondering if there's any comments about compliance or any notable issues that have been noted uh, either by, uh, I assume, uh, our police chief department or community development. One of the reasons that brought this up to a point of concern for me uh, is that I do walk by the River Walk Inn on a regular basis, and there are more cars parked in front of them than has been during the week. And um, there's at least a half a dozen from California and a number from uh, the state of Washington. So they could all be people here who are here work, working, um, but I just wanted to know if there were any issues. So. Uh Mayor, if you don't mind, I can, uh, yeah, I can speak to this. So, um, in uh, passage of the resolution, uh, and then also in noting the revised interpretation, which is in your council memo, we have had quite a bit of coordination with our hoteliers and, and lodging posts. And that communication has been directly with them, and, and we've had some questions off and on. Um, I would note that you know, we've had situations where um, there have been individuals um, who were needing to pass through uh, to be able to go to um, be able to get to family members uh, who were maybe in a different area. Uh, we've had um, circumstances where people were here uh, for business. And, and Council Brownson, I'm going to say that while, you know, is it 100%? I can't say that, but I'm going to say that I feel as though we have um, very positive participation with our hotel hoteliers in town in, uh, in working through um, all these issues. Thank you. Any other uh, comments from the council? Uh, uh, Mr. Mayor, I would just say that uh, I'm out every day uh, walking my dog, and I have noticed that since uh, since this resolution was passed, I'm not encountering uh, visitors in town as I go around. There are, there are locals out exercising and walking and so on. Everyone keeping respectful distance. Uh, uh, so it's very, I'm really proud of our community. 
Thank you. Yeah, I think your observation is a, is a good point of reference since I know you're out there every day walking. And uh, if people were here as tourists, I'm not frankly, if, unless they were walking on the river walk, I don't know what they'd be doing. We can't go anywhere. Any, any other comment? I think I would just add that um, I, I think it was really wise that we declared a state of emergency as, as early as we did. And I think that uh, it is important to remain flexible around these dates because, um, you know, we're all monitoring the situation as it moves on. I don't think any of us, the big question is, well, when is it going to end or when will things go back to normal? And right now, of course, we just don't know. Um, so, I mean, I am supportive of extending it. And, and I'm not worried about extending it too far because we can always undo it. Oh, yeah. you know, if, if, if the public health situation radically improves and public health officials tell us we should look at uh, opening things up again, we'll have an emergency meeting by phone just like this with a few hours notice and we can remove it. But I think the prudent thing for now is to extend it to that second meeting in May, which is May the, uh, the 18th. I'd like to make that motion that we extend the emergency declaration. Second that. And then before we uh, before we vote on that, or does anyone is there if there's anyone from the public who's raising a hand via the Zoom function? Okay, we don't see any hands raised. Yeah. So that yeah. So uh, there's been a motion and a second to extend the declaration of emergency to May the 18th, which would automatically uh, move the resolution on lodging um, to the 18th uh, as well. And uh, let's see. Just some, no, no, just, no, yeah, no, just, okay. So all in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Okay, it passes unanimously. Item 7B is a second reading and adoption of an ordinance adding city code 7.101 relating to criminal history records check policies for citizen ride-alongs or observer applicants for police, fire, and dispatch. And since I've already closed the public hearing on this, we won't ask for public comment on this topic. Is there any council discussion? Okay. In that case, Ms. Brooks, could we have a second uh, reading? The addition of City Code 7.101 relating to criminal history records check policies for citizen ride-alongs or observer applicants for police, fire, and dispatch. Thank you. And could I have a motion to approve um, the ordinance, to approve and adopt the ordinance? I move to approve. Go ahead, Joe. I beat you to it. Yeah. Also move if that uh, qualifies. Okay. And then, Mr. Estes, if you could do a roll call. Councilor Herman. Aye. Councilor Rocha. Aye. Councilor Brownson? Aye. Councilor West? Aye. Mayor Jones? Aye. Item 7C is a license to occupy a portion of the 35th Street right-of-way adjacent to 3486 Grand Avenue. The city has received a request from Cynthia Ireland to occupy a portion of the 35th Street right-of-way. Ms. Ryer, can you put up the PowerPoint presentation which has that exhibit uh, to show the location?
So uh, again, this is a request to occupy a portion of the 35th Street right of way. And the request was for documentation and use of a portion of an, portion of an existing garage in this right of way. There, our city staff has reviewed the request and is recommending a license to occupy for the existing encroachments uh, with the conditions noted in the council memo. It's recommended tonight that council approve this license to occupy subject to those conditions for a 22 and a half by 45, a 22 and a half foot by 45 foot portion of the 35th Street right of way adjacent to 3486 Grand Avenue for the purpose of documenting this existing garage encroachment. Uh, we do have city staff uh, who can uh, uh, answer any questions. Uh, this would be from our public works department. Uh, Councilors, any questions? I'm just curious, is this a new garage or is this one that's been existing for some time? This would be an existing garage. Yeah, if you can see the picture, uh, Councilor Rocca, with the red line, um, you can see there's about a quarter of the garage is already encroaching into that right of way. Yes. Are there any comments from the public? Okay, I don't see any uh, questions being raised by the public. Uh, could we have uh, a motion on the uh, license to occupy a portion of the 35th Street right-of-way adjacent to 3486 Grand Avenue? I'll make a motion to approve the license to occupy a portion of the 35, 35th Street right-of-way adjacent to 3486 Grand Avenue. Thank you. I'll second that. Okay, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? motion passes. Uh, the last item is 7D, a memorandum of understanding between uh, Valheim Investors and City of Estoril. So in January of 2019, the Astoria Planning Commission approved a conditional use permit to, a loc to locate a, a 40-room hotel within an existing building located at number one, Ninth Street. Since that time, the applicant submitted materials for their building permit and engineering plan review as a part of that review is determined there is not adequate water supply in the public rights of way for the redevelopment of the Bowen Hotel project. The, one of the critical factors was ensuring that there was an adequate flow for fire suppression system and hydrants. Uh, this is triggered that as a part of this, uh, this redevelopment, there were upgrades that were going to be necessary uh, inside the building uh, to be able to provide um, adequate fire suppression uh, for the hotel project. Further analysis and design work is required on behalf of the applicant to implement changes to the public water system. At the same time, they have expressed a need to, be, to begin work. Specifically, the applicant would like to begin roofing the building, pouring concrete surfacing for a pier, and framing the building prior to the design, approval, and implementation of the water system that provides the necessary water for this redevelopment. It was determined that a memorandum of understanding should be developed to spell out provisions and milestones for this request. City Attorney Higginsgard assisted city staff on development of the MOU which was provided in your packet 
and has stated that this should be brought to you for consideration. I would note that this MOU memorializes the agreements negotiated between Bolin and city staff to allow the project to move forward. So it's recommended that council authorize the city manager to sign the agreement. I know we do have, have representatives uh, associated with Bolin Hotel um, on tonight if there are any specific questions. Someone probably wants to ask why I said Bowline instead of Bowline. That was pretty sad. <laughs> Reading literally instead of using my head. That's a helicopter pilot. Yeah, there you go. That's a helicopter pilot. Well, I guess, uh, you know, for me, the critical thing is that this this has to be done before the hotel go out of the open. I think that's, that's understood. Uh, and I assume Chief Crutchfield is comfortable with, with this arrangement. true I've been part of all of the meetings and um, all of my concerns have been addressed in the MOU and I think as we move forward um, and they determine what they need to do they're willing to make the upgrades that would be necessary for us to be able to fight a fire if we have one there. Related to that question is there a percentage of construction Chief Crutchfield that you would not want them to go over before they have more water supply to the area? All of that's been addressed in the MOU. We talked about what they can do and they have um, timelines and they have certain projects that they're going to complete and then they'll be able to make whatever necessary upgrades to the water system will be before they proceed. Okay. And I did have one question probably for Public Works Director Jeff Harrington. I don't know if he's available. Um, my question is, what are options for business in this situation to get more water there? Jeff, can you speak to that? Jeff, it looks like your mic may not be on. Jeff Harrington, if you, can, if you can hear this, we're just waiting for you to turn the mic on. Okay, so that might involve installing bigger lines. 
Yeah, yeah, City Staff's working with their engineers now to test the existing lines, and there will be bigger lines in certain places. Okay, thank you. I had a few questions around this, but actually uh, Mr. Estes answered them um, before this evening's call. So some of them came up this evening by my fellow counselors. So um, I think the MOU is, is really good. I think it makes things uh, clear as far as setting expectations go, but still allows the project to move forward. Um, so I just appreciate the work that's being done on this so far. Hi, this is Tiffany. I'm one of the Bolin um, investors, and I would just like to kind of echo that it, it has been a, a long, active process, but it's been great to work with the city staff on this, and, and um, they've been pretty fantastic at, at making sure that this uh, is a process that we can continue working on, and we're very committed to making sure that we follow the MOU and make sure that this water line gets updated. Thank you. Yeah, I'd just like to um, say I appreciate the uh, city and, and Bowen working together to achieve their goals. Hey, any other public comment? All right, and if we could have a, uh, a motion regarding the MOU between Bowen Investors and City of Estoril. to um, accept the memorandum of understanding between Boland investors and the city of Estoria. Actually, I think, yeah, there, there, actually, I, I said that incorrectly. We need to authorize the city manager to sign the agreement. Well, I made a, I so moved so to move. authorize the city manager to sign the agreement between Boland and the city of Estoria. I'll second that. Thank you. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. The motion carries. Okay, any new business from uh, counselors? At this time, we'll open it up to public comment. Is there anyone watching us remotely who would like to speak on any issue which we have not discussed uh, on the agenda tonight? And we'll give, you, we'll give everyone a minute to find the, uh, the raise hand function on Zoom. Helping the kids to deal with this emotionally it is truly 
a phenomenal effort, and I appreciate the balance that he has moved. Also speaking as a citizen of Astoria, thank you, Mr. Mayor, for your leadership. It, we will get through this. It is a marathon, and we are safer because of the decisions made by this council. Thank you all. Thank you, Mr. Pearson. And if any of the members of the public couldn't quite hear that, uh, one, that's 1,000 meals that were delivered to kids, uh, breakfasts and lunches today in our community, in addition to 750 packets that were delivered to homes for uh, remote learning. So just phenomenal job by Astoria School District. So thank you for acknowledging that. Are there other public comments? Anything? Okay, in that case, I'll just end by uh, making note of a few resources if, uh, if you aren't aware of them. Um, the city's website, astoria.or.us, we have a COVID-19 tab. Uh, there's also uh, the Astoria Warrington Area Chamber of Commerce has good resources. The uh, CEDAR, Clutsup Economic Development Resources Small Business Development Center, the CEDAR SBDC website has good resources. Uh, for health issues, Columbia Memorial Hospital's website and Facebook page have excellent updates every day, as does the Clatsop County Public Health Facebook page and website, and the Clatsop County Emergency Management Facebook page and website. Um, you can email me at bjones uh, at or or your city councilor. Their emails are all located on the city website. We're in regular contact with uh, not only our county partners, but our state representative, uh, state senator, uh, and other folks who are out there advocating for our community. And again, I was very pleased to hear that people that applied for unemployment three weeks ago, it looks like those checks started coming in Saturday. So I, I, uh, I am so uh, uh, sorry for all of those of you who were laid off right at the beginning of this and haven't had any income until now. And I hope those checks keep coming in. If you encounter difficulties that aren't being resolved, you can let me know, you can let your counselor know, and we will try to reach up the chain to find out what the problem is. So um, keep checking those factual resources and websites and official websites and Facebook pages every day for the latest information rather than just what somebody said on Facebook. Go to the official sources on Facebook or on the internet and we'll keep you posted. And thank you all for everything you're doing to keep us safe. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I don't have the ability to go to yeah. to uh, to do it. So that's why I was waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah.